Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. And hello, thank you for joining us today with our We Radio Leader and Highlight program. Um, today we have a, a special guest on our program. Women in Electronics is a nonprofit organization in the electronic component industry um, comprised to develop the leadership talent by advocating, developing, celebrating women in the industry. So, with that, we have our one of our founding sponsors uh, to interview today, Dave Doherty. We're super honored to have him. He's one of my absolute favorite leaders in the industry among so many colleagues um, that have all great things to say about him. So we're really honored to have you today, Dave. And um, so thank you for joining us. Hey, uh, Jackie, the pleasure and the honor is truly mine. I'm happy to be here this morning with you. Okay, great. You know, Dave... There's so many things that I would love to be able to talk to you about, but one of the, the, the primary things is, you know, to be in your position as president of DigiKey in this market that we have with DigiKey being one of our leading distributors, um, have led the industry with um, technology and, and a lot of advancements. How Can you tell us a little bit about your career journey and how is it that you got into the industry and then ended up in your position as president of DigiKey? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I don't know that it's, it's so spectacular. When I look back, I, I went to school for engineering, like many folks, not knowing exactly what I wanted to do, but graduated with an electrical engineering degree and, and worked for Digital Equipment Corporation, one that I, it pains me that so many people don't recognize anymore, but started in, in engineering there and really kind of turned into an in-house application engineer, although that wasn't the title, it was the function. And that led me to go outside of uh, an end customer, if you will, into, at that point, a semiconductor supplier and, and spent about 10 years there and started transitioning from the technical routes into into sales and sales management. And ironically, where I am now in northern Minnesota at the time, growing up in Boston, wanted to stay in that New England region and joined a large distributor headquartered in Long Island at the time and spent 13 great, wonderful years, relocated a few times with them and then came up here into the uh, the frozen tundra 12 years ago, and it's been a fantastic change and move to be here at DigiKey. But it, it's given me the vantage point of being at it in, in our industry an end customer, uh, a semiconductor manufacturer, and a distributor, and, and trying to see this crazy world from, from different perspectives. Well, that's an exciting journey, Dave. And it's really interesting because I think a lot of people can relate um, you start off your career in one area, you started in engineering, and here you are now the president of a very big distributor. I would imagine you never imagined <laughs> that's where you would end up when you started in engineering. No, that you know that's certainly the case. You, know, you there is there's a couple of things that that I, I'd recommend to folks. You know, you put your head down, you try to work hard, but you stay close with good people. And mm -hmm. and you know, like any situation, there's not enough time to thank the folks that that help us along the way and that that are there to help us if we reach out to them, whether they're formal mentors or friends. And but one of the keys that I've always tried to do is put yourself on good teams with very talented people. More often than not, much more talented than I am. And 
you know, people that know me have heard me use this osmosis theory that if you surround yourself with good and talented people, a little bit can't help but rub off on you and, and continue to serve you and help you in that journey. Mm, that's such good advice, Dave. It really is. You know, I've always been intrigued, and I've mentioned this to you before about the DigiKey story because I just think it's such a small town um, feel, but global impact. So can you just tell me about the DigiKey story? How did DigiKey get its start and how did they grow into the distributor they are today? Yeah, I'll give you a shortened version of that, and I'll apologize up front to the many folks that uh, work with you, Jackie, that may know portions of this, but it is a wonderful story, and it's the primary reason I'm here is the culture of this company. So, you know, the, the short version in 1972, our, our founder and our continued single owner of the company, Ron Stordahl, is a PhD in electrical engineering and an extreme hobbyist in ham radios. And we the advent of electronic digital technology, he's thinking of a better way to transmit Morse code back and forth and develops a digital keyer. And it's, I guess you'd call him a maker if he were trying to do this today. And like many small customers, he was forced to look at buying manufacturer order quantities of 5,000 pieces or more for the handful of devices that he needed. And he produced a couple thousand, sold a couple thousand of those, but was left had parts left over and thought, geez, I wonder if there's people like me that want to develop and innovate, but they, they can't buy these large reels of products. So he started that company about um, four or five years later. Mark Larson came on to, to join him and to help run that company. And and under their combined leadership over 39 years until I came into this role, it's uh, it's been a remarkable success story. Wow. It has been a remarkable story and, and growing. So thank you for sharing that because to me, I'm anytime I travel to Thief River Falls, it's just... It amazes me of what this team of people is doing to really impact uh, what we're doing, not only in the industry, but it's actually having a global impact. So we appreciate um, you sharing that. Um, And Dave, you know, I just wanted to review with you because we have a history with you. You, You've been such a supporter from the beginning um, of women in electronics. And part of the reason is because we're all recognizing that we do need some diversity we need inclusion in our industry, and we, we need to develop more talent, um, people coming in the industry and also retaining them uh, once they're in. So you sat on a panel um, at the EDS show in Vegas um, last May, and you know I just wanted to kind of regroup with you on that because we talked about diversity issues. Uh, we talked about some of the challenges maybe women face over men. How can we overcome those in the industry? How can we increase the confidence of the women leaders in our industry? So just based on some of those discussions we had at EDS, where do you feel um, you took that? Where do you feel DigiKey is now in implementing some of the things that were discussed? Yeah, super, super question, Jackie. Let me actually refer back to our roots because what's very interesting is you know, many people will point to World War II as, as being an inflection point where women came into the workforce in large numbers. I think the number quoted is 5 million out of necessity because there just were more jobs and more demand than we had labor for. You know, DigiKey is a little microcosm of that, that as we got started, we mentioned Dr. Stordahl, we mentioned Mark Larson, but this was a company really built on the on the, the backs of, of women working extremely hard. And in our part of the country, many of the males at that time in the early 70s, and to some extent, even to today were involved in agricultural. They were the, the, the dads working on the farms. Uh, we have a, in Articat a couple of 
companies that, that tend to draw in heavy manufacturing, male labor. And so even back in the earliest days, the first eight employees to join our founder were women. And, and I'm looking at a little trivia, um, some information just prior to this call. Even today, the 100 people with the longest tenure, and it's it, at the 100th, I think it's just underneath 30 years, I took a look at the diversity between the number of men and the number of women that are on that list, and it might surprise you. It certainly surprised me to look at of those 100 longest tenured existing employees today, 79 are women and 21 are male. So we had the opposite problem early in our roots is how do we get more diversity by getting more males into the business, if you will. And mm -hmm. so it's an interesting starting point. And, you know, I, th I think what's what's happened over the years is, unfortunately, some of our numbers, as you look from managers to directors to, to vice presidents, has kind of flipped to mirror our industry as a whole. And that's something that's just not sustainable for us personally as a, as a company or, or us as an industry. And, and we need to do something about it. And that's what's brought DigiKey. It's brought me personally to the table. Uh, you know, you have the stats. You know the number of, of, of women that graduate from universities. And our company is 54% of the people in our company are female. And 44% of our managers are. Those are healthy numbers. But then it starts to dwindle quickly to only 13% of our, our vice presidents. We continue to grow at a robust pace. And the number one concern we have is that we will, will we continue to have enough strong leaders to continue the growth of this company? And we're not going to be looking outside. And I don't think we're going to see people from southern states to want to come up here to northern Minnesota, but we look at the talent right in our backyard and we realize it's right here. It just needs to be cultivated and developed. Right. Well, uh, having said that, we do have a lot of data at Women in Electronics that supports that profits increase around the 19% range when you have equal representation of men and women in decision-making positions, not in just management, upper-level management, but real decision-making positions. So I see your point that it's real critical for a lot of the companies, all the companies, to really develop the talent so that we have that equal representation. And as you said, it shouldn't be lopsided one way or another, not heavy with too many women or too many men, but right. men, but equal right. men and women representing. So what would you say is one of the key factors? We've talked before about confidence, and, and one of the things we're trying to do with women electronics is build the confidence of the women leaders. Are you seeing that as an issue within your organization? Yeah, there's there's no doubt to some extent. Now, I would say, and I've been a firm believer that there's there's two sides of this coin. On in a huge area that you've raised before is is unconscious bias, and I think when you have a, a senior leadership structure that's dominated by by males, I've learned firsthand where I didn't think I had biases. It was, uh, you know, I, I learned through that self inflection and having some some good leaders around me that were strong enough to share that with me. And so, I would say the leaders themselves have to look at. What's in the way of this happening? And then to your point, I would challenge uh, the, the females on this call and in our company, and we have challenged them to speak up. I, I think we make the mistake in industry is that we put too much weighting on the aggressiveness or the eagerness of someone to pursue the next position and not enough on the skills and capabilities that they have. And, and, and I guess I would say, generally speaking, that that's, that's what we see and that's what we observe is that historically males have been 
tend to be a little bit more aggressive in, in stating their intentions. Hey, I'm coming into this role, but my intention is to be the manager someday or to be the vice president of this functional area someday. And when we look at it, we have some very strong women with very strong skills and capabilities. And I'd urge you to, to equally set those expectations so that if it's not recognized by your leader, you can cause that awareness, try to break that pattern of unconscious bias. And from there, there are some of the tools we've talked about with mentorship and other development programs to take advantage of. But I think that's the key starting point is building the awareness. At DigiKey, I would have to say your organization is doing a really good job with building awareness. In fact, we've had a few meetings of you know 250 people in your auditorium to talk about unconscious bias, talk about a lot of these issues we're, we're facing. So I think you're addressing them. Are there any other programs that maybe DigiKey is implementing that maybe other companies would benefit as well? Is there anything you're doing um, that you feel is really developing your female talent? Sure. I, I don't know about other companies, but one of the things we've recognized is that there's a big difference between a manager and a leader. And so it's we're four years into a journey of trying to raise the competency of, of all managers into developing those leadership capabilities. And part of that is to you know be aware of things like biases and, and the unconscious nature of those. And then specifically with an eye towards looking at talent, again, not just responding to the, the person raising their hand saying, I want to, I want to be in your position next, but wh- who are some of the quieter folks that are exhibiting the skills and the capabilities, and how do we tap them on the shoulder and push them out of their comfort zone and give them stretch assignments? And so we've been doing some of that. We also then have taken this group of 400 in this leadership development program, and we've we've got these smaller groups. We've kicked off our first team of 20 individuals. It was actually 18 with a with a, a uh, by the time we were done refining it at the beginning, 18 individuals. And again, consciously looking at the mix and saying who are the people that we need and what functional areas, what objectives are we trying to attain, and in very quick order, we noticed that we did come up with good balances between men and women, between people that were located here in headquarters versus out in the field. You know, there are many areas of diversity outside of of gender, but for this particular discussion, you just make it a conscious step to put that extra extra step into the process to say, are we addressing this or are we continue to propagate an older mentality? And I'm I'm proud to say we've got a large, healthy portion of women in that that accelerated leadership program and, and really doing a great job. Wow. Well, that's very good to hear, Dave. And I think for a lot of managers that it's just some small tips that make a big difference. But like you're saying, if, if they happen to have a female working with them, that they see a lot of capability and they're, the female is not expressing her career path aspirations, maybe they say, hey, let's sit down and talk about this. Where do you want to go? So it's one of those things that sometimes um, women need to step up more, and then maybe some of the male leaders can encourage them to start communicating more as well. Um, And then you had mentioned mentorship. This is a huge area of discussion because in Women Electronics, we've created a formal mentorship program that is an industry program that is just launching this month, and we're very proud of it um, because typically women don't go pursue their mentors in the way typically a a man would. Uh, Men would go up to somebody and say, hey, you want to go have a beer? Let's talk about this. I, I wanted to get your input. Women tend to be need more of a formal structure and feel like they're maybe overstepping their bounds if they go to somebody maybe too much higher than they see their position as. So I wanted to ask you, how has mentorship helped your career? Can you give an example? And what would your advice be in regards to mentorship? Yeah. 
Now, Jackie, I, there is there is no doubt in my mind that I could not have had any level of success in my career without without mentors, and I and I continue to rely on them today. So, naturally, if I look at throughout my career, oftentimes it was the manager that I was working for. I would leverage it in addition to a managerial relationship, a coaching or a mentor. And as I moved into different areas of that company, or on a couple of occasions, changed companies, I, I continue to look back and at some of those past managers of mine that have become mentors. I've stretched out. Side of that, when I first joined DigiKey, I wanted to make sure that I also had a had a role and a and a responsibility to the community. And Mark Larson recommended a few folks in the community that have have just done a tremendous amount of giving back. And he said, if you want to learn more and tap into it, reach out to these individuals. You can never have you know that that group with uh, too many mentors or, or too many relationships. And I think people are afraid to ask, but I can also tell you, I have never been asked for advice or counsel or, or ongoing mentorship and and turn that down. I, I, so I would echo your comment about don't be afraid to ask and don't see that as a weakness to needing that. Um, I, again, even today, if there's, a, if there's an issue that, that's, that's concerning me or I'm struggling with or I need guidance, reach out to those folks. And the great part about keeping them in your network is sometimes there's security and having them at a distance. There's, there are certainly times in your, in your existing company you want those mentors, but there's other times you want that, comfort, that anonymity and confidence and comfortability to be able to just reach out to someone who's not immediately in the situation you're in and they can give you some very objective feedback and advice. Well, that's very good input. Um, we're strongly encouraging the women um, as part of the Women Electronics Group to reach out and get more mentors and have the confidence to do that. So thank you for that input, Dave. It's very valuable. Um, you know, and then having said that, obviously we have this program for mentorship that we're, we're trying to offer to all of our members. He seemed to be very aligned with um, a lot of our thoughts about leadership and, and, and developing talent and all that. Can you just explain, as a founder of Women in Electronics in a progressive company in the industry, what is your benefit and what are you gaining from it and what are you hoping to get by being a part of something um, like Women in Electronics? Absolutely. You know, I would, I'd be lying to you I'd be, if I told you this was strictly for humanitarian or just for feel-good purposes. This is a real need we're trying to solve and that there is a shortage of talent. And so, you know, we, we got involved. We were actually started this initiative on our own saying, hey, we've got this challenge and this opportunity. How do we go about cultivating and developing these leaders? We learned of you and your organization and Linda Johnson, who has spoken with you on, on this uh, broadcast previously, and we asked her to champion it. And as soon as we found women in electronics, we found it a natural partnership to learn from. Uh, you're, you're spending many more hours full-time looking at this situation and bringing resources that you were able to avail yourself to us, your speakers that have come up and spoke at our company. You mentioned 200-plus people. We've now gone beyond our four walls and invited uh, women in the community to join those sessions. And so you've got resources beyond what we could do on our own, and, and that's the symbiotic relationship we now have. And, and that opportunity is now for us to, to tap into those, develop those leaders, and continue to stay on a healthy growth trajectory. Mm. Well, I just want to say on behalf of our team, Dave, we are very grateful and appreciative of your leadership because without our founding sponsors, uh, Women in Electronics 
we started as a group of 20, 20 women who came together from all over the country to say, you know, is there a need? And that was our first conference, and we decided collectively there was. And it was just a matter of those women and their reach and contacts that we were able to reach the community. But, you know, Dave, I just have to say in regards to you, you really didn't know much about me. I don't think we had much of a relationship, but you were so willing to hear and to listen. And I will never forget that because it's people like you who took the time and who were willing to have an ear that really made that difference. And I believe that we had all the right leaders in place in order to get something like this going, because if we didn't have your ear, if we didn't have that opportunity, we would not be here right now. So thank you so much for the support you've given us. It really means a lot to the organization. We, we really can't thank you enough. And, you know, again, we want um, women electronics to be a uniting front in the industry where the men and women are coming together. It's not a working against. It's definitely a coming together. And so the male leaders that have really opened the doors, is, it's like forever grateful uh, for all of your efforts and support. So for that, I'm Dave, thank you so much. No, I appreciate it, Jackie. But as we both know, we're still on early days in this journey, and you've got uh, my and our continued commitment to, to see this thing to a much more successful end, and it'll be fun along the way to track our progress. Well, that sounds really good. We just have just a few more minutes, but I wanted to ask you real quick, Dave, because this is such a passion for me, is retention of talent or getting new talent in the industry and young talent. Do you have any insight on that as far as the younger generation coming in and how do we capture them and keep them in our industry? Yeah, you know, we laugh. I think there's always those gener- generational differences where our, our uh, parents, our grandparents probably looked at us entering the workforce. I think what you what you do is you continue to make that a priority. And, you know, we reach out. We have we do some fun things. We have contests in IT. We invite 22 schools up here and award prizes. And, and so that's while they're while they're competing, they're learning, they're learning in their craft. They're learning about DigiKey. And so I, I and we learn from them. And, and believe me, we learn as much from them as they may think that they learn from us on what are the things that motivate and, and drive. You know, people talk about it's the first time in the, in the history of industry that we've got five generations working together in the same four walls. And so we've got to continue to embrace that. It's just yet another form of diversity. And the more we learn from one another and accept that, you know, the more powerful we'll be going forward. So I don't know that there's a, a secret sauce in that, but you've got to continue to commit regardless of whether we have a big year like 2018 or we have a down cycle like 2019. You've got to commit to these programs so the schools and youth know that it's not a turn on or off depending on the economic situation. Mm, that's such good advice. And, you know, we're, we're um, at the end of our time here today, but it's always great to talk to you, Dave. And we look forward to going on this journey with you and keeping on the journey and really making an impact in the industry. And thank you for everything you've already done. So thanks for joining us today. You got it, Jackie. Thank you to you and your team as well. Take thank care. you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.